Hey fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is The Fate of Ison, Chapter 5, Episode 8. Thanks for downloading and listening, we appreciate it. Also, a big shout out to uh, superfan KP, who has got in touch with us on the Discord server, and become our newest Patreon supporter. Yay! Thanks KP, uh, there will be a shout out to you in the list of Patreon supporters at the end of the episode, and we will get in touch about creating an NPC just for you. Alrighty, no more from me this time. Here's the recap. Last time, the Apple Squadeth received well wishes and gifts from Liamin, the god of community, before heading to the secret tunnels beneath the royal keep. There, they met Queen Shan, who shared information about the executed Empress and her imminent resurrection in a place called Timatunga, in the far west continent of the Wild. The Queen requested that our heroes travel to Timatunga to kill the Empress once again before she regains her strength. I haven't left the house today. No one has. For any purpose. <laughs> I haven't left the house in six days. Like, the physical confines of the walls of your house? Yep. What? I don't do walks. I've been uh, outside to like play with the kids on the trampoline and stuff, but... I've been outside getting swole ass, but yeah. No, I just exercise yeah. in the lounge. I feel you, Jules. I, I've only gone outside to get food. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'm probably going to be like soups fat or whatever when we finish this, but I don't care. I will be healthy. <laughs> Not looking forward to another two weeks if it happens, which it sounds like it might. Yeah, well, we're only going to only going to find out on the last day. <laughs> I know. Apparently, second to last day. But yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking. It's still pretty fucking rough. <laughs> I think that makes sense though, because if right now they were like, you got to stay in for another two weeks, I reckon everyone would be like, mm, I'm going outside today. Yeah, but then again, the day before means that people might be scheduling their lives and then it'll just be another fucking panic or another fucking mm-hmm. buy spree or another fucking whatever it was. Um, well, hopefully so that's the people have learned from the first one that it's not as urgent. People haven't learned yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Like, we can't do level yeah. 3. Like, level 3 is going to mean nothing to us as a nation. Level 3, everyone's going to act like it's fucking normal times. So we have to level 4 till the shit's, like, you know, yeah. actually passed. Yeah, people are going to ruin level 3. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. We can't do level 3. It's either level 4 or it's or it's nothing. Like, we, like... Yeah, exactly. Like we can, we can do this. We can do the serious version, and we can we can be serious and adults, and you know, national fucking effort and all that shit. Or we can be New Zealanders. We can't do both. <laughs> We're a I recorded my trip. I recorded my trip around the supermarket, and I have not been able to edit it because it still makes me so fucking angry. Because I had at least three conversations with people going the wrong way down the one ways and being like, "What's the big deal?" It doesn't even matter. I'm going to overlap you anyway. And I'm like, the point is, you're not supposed to be doing either of those things. Fuck mm-hmm. with. Do either of those things make you stay two meters away from me? Right. No, they don't. So. Everybody keep getting in my personal bubble. Like, we get it. I'm cute. But don't come near me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started using I'm a little like, bit of a I'll be less cute when I'm dead. Exactly. Fuck. I shouldn't have to, like, be coughing for you mm-hmm. to stay away from me. But I just started doing it. <laughs> like, it's like, you right. assholes. Meanwhile, that's and, like, a story about you right now. 
saying, I was in the supermarket and there was this bitch <laughs> coughing, like, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, well, at least <laughs> I had a You stay away from her. She needs to stay away from me. She was going the wrong way down the whole fucking one-way system as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this guy who walked around. He kept moving people's trolleys. So he kept reaching out to what? other people's trolleys no. and, like, moving it. I'm like... Yeah. What the actual fuck are you doing? I, I was tapping people on the shoulder being sir. like... Yeah, I, I was tapping people don't on the shoulder the being shoulder. like, that guy just touched your trolley. Well, don't touch Do not them. touch your trolley until you go and get some hand sanitizer. Well, like, and then he held <laughs> open then he held open your mouth and he spat down your throat. Well, mm, not, my cake. not literally tapping them on the shoulder, sorry, right, okay, but okay, being like, hello, so hi, 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 don't touch your trolley. I was gently touching their face and just saying, hey, that guy's touched your trolley. Yeah. Um... Do you mind actually just, uh, you got some chocolate on the just corner of your mouth. Like um, the looks. Hey. Once <laughs> this is over, it is going to be the whoriest time in the world's history, eh? I reckon so many people gonna be in relationships jizzed. just they're so fucking lonely. I'm yeah. doing that right now. <laughs> so I know, I know a few people who have been teeing up people they're going to meet, like for Tinder or Bumble or whatever. So they're yeah. like, the day this thing means that we can touch people, like you, me, fuck. And I'm like, I have no so idea. Is, yeah, hi. That is no some planning. Idea. She lives in Auckland, and the first thing that happens at fucking 12.01, I'm hitting the... You're not even... Not even joking. I have plans with You have friends. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see my friends. The, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not the first thing I want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I want to go, go over and see my sister and her family. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's where my head is at. I'm really oh, afraid of um, everyone rushing to see their friends real quick, though, as well. Like, I still want to isolate a little bit longer after we close it. At least yeah, to an extent. Invited, you know? Mm. It's like to gatherings afterwards, when everyone's doing the whole, like, crazy social thing. Because that's the problem, is the second that we go to stage three or level yeah. two or whatever. Everyone's going to be like, now I can see everyone. Now I can just rub you all in a fucking mosh pit. Like, mm. it's... Uh, Mm-hmm. That's why I won't be. I'll be continuing my streak of never having sex again in my life. <laughs> Love that for you. Well, yeah. That with, yeah, it's been going uh, really well so far. I've got a really good record of. You got a streak going. That. Yeah. Why would I break that streak? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I just recorded all of that just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. Do you want me to play it back? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Do it when we're not expecting it, so that we think that there's some sort of multidimensionality taking place. <laughs> I'll do it. I thought I'd had a stroke <laughs> more than one. <laughs> Just with like um, um, going on uh, hormone replacement therapy and like not being used to my voice changing, so hearing it back the first time, I was like, "Who is that? <laughs> Who's talking?" Chat. <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> Those are the things that I said. Right. Who's that dude copying what I said? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that guy inflects at all the same points. <laughs> what a handsome voice. A voice and a face for video. Would you all like to play the game of Dungeons and Dragons with me? Nah, sounds uh, lame. <laughs> mm, yeah, pass as well. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm very excited about playing Dungeons and Dragons. Did you say this was your third today? 
Yeah, it's my third game today, but none of them have been Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, our game isn't really Dungeons and Dragons either. There's no dragons, and there are very, very few dungeons, and there's almost no dice rolling, so... It's we, just, we went in an underground. Well, there really wasn't in the last episode, but I feel very helpful there for this a, episode that we'll actually be doing something. Hey, there's apes. We put a soldier and another soldier. In the last one, you met, you ch- chatted with the talking frog who gave you potion slash apples. Um, yeah, they were just. That's not on the podcast, though. So I know, know but I have to painstakingly reenact it. Um, <laughs> and it's worth it for that voice, though. <laughs> And you all fought two uh, soldiers who gave you a bit of a run for your money, but then you completely dominated them in the second half. Still don't um, feel good about that. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it got morally dark. <laughs> um, and, we, and, and we learned that um, Arcus's um, sacred flame looks like a Kamehameha wave from yep. <laughs> Dragon Ball, which is sweet. Um, and then, yeah, the Queen of Bruss gave you guys a mission to venture to the wild, which Marley will know is the continent to the west, is, is a small mini continent to the west of the main continent. And the reason Marley will know that is that um, her family farm is on the western point of the main continent, and so it's sort of across the water from her is this wild continent. Mm-hmm. And many of the, many of the traveling orc bands and stuff that she met in her youth would have come. What from bands? What, what are they called? Would Shihar, I know any of their albums? She had uh, LMNOP, Blindspot, mm. Tadpole, <laughs> um, yeah. Stella. Tadpole. I'm just naming New Zealand bands from the 90s and early 2000s, all right? I did notice that, yes. Crowded <laughs> House. Oh, I mean, technically, if you're going to really name it, you, you, did you say Pacifier? Because. They I did said, change around. I there. said she hard because it was she hard. Then it was pacifier. Then it was she hard. And then it was. Pe- that's what I mean. Like yeah, I, I pretend yeah. pacifier didn't happen. All oh, right. Yeah. No, that's fair. New Zealand music fight. Go. <laughs> I think. I, th- I think everybody tries to pretend pacifier didn't happen. New Zealand music oh. peaked with blind spot. It's never been no. as good since. D- disagree. It peaked with. Um... Bigfoot sativa. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it peaked. It peaked with Scribe doing a number with uh, Suzanne Paul. Um, I think you'll find that it peaked at the lawsuit of the Fast Crew um, and their thirty-nine copyright infringements on a separate <laughs> album. At least you can't realize I was on such a musically knowledgeable podcast. Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. This is my daughter Nelly. Nelly Javel. <laughs> I love I'm Mr. Javel. I own Javel. <laughs> I think she got mixed up between knowledgeable and negligible. <laughs> yeah, both. The new word. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to say both. It's all good now. Molly Javel. At least we all agree it didn't peak with De Harmo. No. Well, I can still do that whole song end to end, so don't worry. If you ever need that. <laughs> I also need to get a phone and get something. I'll be right back. Zero, zero people need that. <laughs> Just honestly, Suzanne Paul going, Stranger Danger, he's a lolly exchanger. <laughs> oh, 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 scribe. Anyway. I, I feel okay that I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know Suzanne Paul? She I was, do know Suzanne Paul. Yeah. Natural Glow. Natural lady. Glow, the infomercial lady, yeah. Um, she did a, a, a she did a song that was very popular called Bulging Blue Monkey. 
Um, and then for some reason they were like, yeah, this is great. Let's bring it back for another song, but let's do it with Scribe. <laughs> and it's a child safety, don't go with strangers video because like that also makes sense. So let's just chuck that together. And it is a masterpiece. For our, for our fateys, we'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite apt, actually, that we're halfway through April, which means it's only two weeks until May, which is New Zealand Music Month. Music Month, yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd shoehorn in there that I know that fact, which is <laughs> one, one of the very few things I know about New Zealand music. Anyway, well, so, uh, yes, you had been given this mission... Oh, oh yeah, we're playing D and D. We're not just like a group of friends talking about shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, that yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, fuck that. So anyway, back to blind spot and shoot up. <laughs> I love that my notes from last time are just travel to Timatangi to kill White Week. I don't know what that means. I don't think the White Week is relevant. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's written there. I don't know what um, it means. Yes, yeah, she told you that there is a place in the wild, maybe you mean to write wild, I don't know. Called, maybe I did. Called Timatanga, which is where the Empress slash Gilif the immortal pain in the ass is going to be reborn. And that Drafer, the young boy who is her magical wild week. servant. Wild week. Wild week, I don't know what that is. No, means. no, to kill her while she's weak. Oh, while she's That's weak. That's what I... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Do, it, do it when she's really strong. Yeah, that's and what I wrote. Do it when she's it, it makes... <laughs> Do it during, during <laughs> White Week. She does a colour change <laughs> when she goes into her month. final form. <laughs> that's when you can tell she's weak because she's really white. Yeah, white I, it's just white. my handwriting, but I, I, I did actually write something that made sense. I'm, I'm her, proud of myself. Her final form is an emaciated Gary Busey. <laughs> Just white and weak. It's the teeth, though. I, I'm so sorry you have to edit this episode already. But, you know. No, no I don't. This is all gold. <laughs> white gold. <laughs> um, yes, so you yeah, you were given this mission by her to, if you want to, go to Timatanga and kill the em- reborn empress while she is weak and white. Probably, statistically speaking. (laughs) Um, You left the underground tunnels beneath the Royal Keeper Stonemore and re-emerged on the streets of the Worship District where Hodge was standing sentinel. You are now out on the busy city street and people are avoiding your giant winged wolf. What do you do? Pat said winged wolf. He was a good boy. He stayed... Put. Winged Wolf receives pets. We're going to do this really. <laughs> <laughs> One of those typed out. Like, uh, yeah, old games. school, yeah. yeah. Oh, that gave me like flashbacks to high school. <laughs> Raw XD. Oh no. <laughs> were you Trey Random? Oh um, no. No, but I knew a lot of people who were. Oh, I would say I was borderline. Um, Mm, what's scene yeah not emo oh, scene adjacent yeah no yeah. scene was that was tough that was really <laughs> tough to be white people around scene people um they're like the opposite of white supremacists you know like they make the point against us but in an equally disgusting way really scene? i, I mean i feel there. like i feel like that's more like weirdo or something yeah 
it's not good. It's not good for us as a as a as a culture. And obviously, our branding has has been off for the last couple of hundred centuries since you know, <laughs> other people figured out how to write. Um, it's been tough for us. Yeah, um, but you know what? I never like bullied someone to death in high school, so I'm pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> with how I was. Time, you know. You get a few. <laughs> I felt very old. I didn't understand any of that conversation. <laughs> Don't worry, neither did I. Okay, cool. So I think we need to go, right? Like, obviously, the sooner we go, the better it's going to be, like, in terms of catching around unawares. And I've got all my crap on me because I did that before I left, not yeah. knowing if we were going back to the tavern or not, so... I liked the queen. I want to help the queen. She was cute. Uh, Banfor would also like to help the queen to um, get his deal across the line. So, business motel. Um, <laughs> uh, Banfor's going to head back to the vice district very quickly uh, and pass over his instructions and the, um, the uh, deal that's in the works um, so that old Jereen doesn't fuck it all up while I'm away. Okay, not that he would. Um, uh, and yeah, just restore and re uh, restock and restore everything. Cool. Do you do that as a group, um, or do you do it individually? And we summarise how it went, or how? I don't think Molly would go back into the vice district. She's got no interest in going in there. She'll wait for Van Four somewhere. I'll come along for prosperity. Cool. Prosperity or posterity? Yep. How does that, how does that dagger work again? It's been a while and I didn't actually really write it down. The stab someone travel dagger. So you basically just need to draw blood from someone and then that person will take 1d12 damage for creating a portal and then there's an extra d12 per person or per living entity that travels through. So for example, there are four of you, including Hodge, Mm-hmm. Uh, and including rain as well we won't bother with little hangers on like that um, so we'll, we'll call that four of you four significant creatures uh, so it would be 5d12 would basically. be 5d12 yeah one to open it and then one per traveler so this is the biggest city in the world right yep we would assume then that there would be at least some sort of bazaar or bestiary or circus if it, can hold, if it can hold this giant arena you know, um, then one would assume that they had all manner of beasties. That feels like a vice district scenario. Um, uh, there is a uh, like a a menagerie. Oh, that's the word. Which is in the merchants' district because cool. the, the nobles frequent it. Because you know, commoners are too busy, you know, being poor and trying not to die. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen a lot of the time. Okay, so passing through that menagerie on his way back to the uh, vice district, what's sort of um, the the biggest and heartiest beast um, that Banfor can spot? Um, it's hard to say what would be in the city at any given time because they sort of hunt things and then find them and use them in the arena. The let's see, what is something? A oh fuck, I've just thought of the perfect thing, but I have forgotten the name of it. It is a starts with an M, I think. Manticore? Manticore. Man that's, ex- that's exactly what I was thinking. Manticore. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Banfor can come across j- not just 
by happenstance like this is part of a very secure area so you'd probably have to pay mm. to get entry to this to see it um this large creature probably the size of hodge um sort of like a lion with like dragonish wings and a long spiky tail does the manticore seem in any way tame Ah, uh, yeah yeah it does this is one that has obviously been around for a while and is part of uh just like part of the sh- part of a show are you really going to steal something and cause a whole ruckus when we could just actually hop onto Hodge and fly instead? Or, or I could just stab you. I was gonna, I was just gonna stab it and then teleport with using well, we it as a, as a blood We have to actually be bang. there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll come get you, or I'll bring this thing to you. We'll just knife it and then return it because it's broken. It's got a stab wound. I'm not buying that. <laughs> Um, not by a stabbed manticore. Pointless. You're not making a lot of sense because it's essentially a zoo, right? So you can't just check animals out from the zoo whenever you feel like it. Oh, buy it. Uh, no, have you guys seen Tiger King? <laughs> no, and I'm actually not going to because it sounds stupid. Um, so it is a just, cultural artifact. It's entertaining oh, to say the nope, least. Nope, I, I can actually think of better things to do with my brain than that. You can't. You honestly can't. You think that. You really think that? I thought that. Everyone thought that. And then the amount of Florida and the amount of rural America just gets in your bones and in your blood. Uh, I'm always a slut for a good documentary. Mm. Um, Oliver, uh, Manticore actually speaks common. Oh my god, you can speak to it and you're going to kill it. And it, kill it. and it will tell you that as soon as you raise any thoughts about trying to take it or fly it anywhere, it will tell you it has clipped wings and it cannot fly. And it is quite elderly. And polite. Oh, so you're putting it out of its misery. I don't think that's a thing. Also, I did the math. 5d12 damage is at max 60. Yep. So we could just stab Bamfor and he would live. And I could just kill Wednesday. <laughs> and he would be fine. But where where would you go with his blood? The farthest west he's been is Farhaven, where you met. So, Mally's going to stab herself. But she's going to first cure Wounds herself up to full health. Because she has 63 max. So Stabbing herself right now while no one else is around. Well, no. But you're going to have to come back and get me to tell me about the Manicor plan, right? Okay, Banful comes back to tell her about the Manticore plan. And she grabs him and stabs herself. Um, also, one retcon, can I call it the Planticore? <laughs> did you speak to Jareen before you did this? I did speak to Jareen before I did this. Yeah, he did um, say that. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. so you spoke well, to Jareen. in a real, real hurry, self-harm-wise, so I'm just going <laughs> to... I'll, I'll, I'll um, sum that up and just say Speak to Jareen, give him orders, tell him what I discussed with the Queen. Arcus, did you go with Banfor to do this planticore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I witnessed it. Um, I have more knowledge about magical creatures now, like what a manticore is, even though I knew the word. Okay. Okay. Yep, cool. Used a third level spell slot to cure wounds myself back up to 63, and then it doesn't matter what I roll, because... Even if it's max 60, I will still be alive and be able to heal myself again. So I basically want to go home, I guess. Because home would be as far as I could probably get us with my blood. Yeah, your your farm, your family farm, the Craft Family Orchard, is the farthest west point that you have been to. Yeah. 
yeah so that's where i'm going only i'm being very careful to think about a place that's not actually quite my family's home but like maybe the village near my family's home because i'm not sure i want to actually see that yet do you know what i mean okay so somewhere near the family home but not quite the family yeah. home so um, yeah like maybe yeah. a like outside a tavern i used to, we used to go to or whatever like the four square down the road <laughs> yeah exactly the yeah er- the, uh, the area of your family farm was basically just three farms together it was yours it was uh the gripty family where tap lived with his grandparents mm-hmm. um and it was the farm of a woman called a uh, halfling woman called tourmaline who um, had uh, a few young kids um, and ran the farm by herself. Uh, she is now, just as a random trivia point, married to your younger brother, um, Wilton. Yeah. Yeah, so that area is basically just three farms. There isn't a town, so to speak. Okay. Um, cool. So I want to go yeah, over maybe nearer to Tourmaline's farm, kind of, than my own. So She's just not quite ready to tackle that problem yet. Where do you, the three of you do this? The four of you? With Hodge? Probably pretty near to that alleyway anyway, because that's the alleyway that Banfor dragged the guy when we, and he half-bricked him way back when, when we arrived into that town, right? So mm. I'm, I'm thinking that. that that alleyway is generally avoided because of weird stuff keeps happening in that alleyway. I have so, had a black put up. Uh, yeah. To the, to the half-bricking, so... Yeah. So <laughs> around the city, you'll see a lot of very small brass plaques of just half bricks of places that I've successfully half bricked people. This is now canon. It is. Banfor is insane. This is perfectly canon. So, so just like tucked down that alleyway where it's a bit darker is where we've been waiting because Hodge was already there and I was already there. You know. Okay. Do you explain to Arcus what? you're about to do like what this thing is that you're about to cut yourself with no i just go hold on oh no because i haven't really thought this through you know like it's very marley she's just like no i don't want to kill another thing i'll take the damage myself and she's just not gonna let anybody talk her out of it so she's just gonna be like quick go because this is gonna hurt a lot one stab per time or does because surely you'd have to it would be one stab per occupant of the portal because uh, no, otherwise yeah. the knife wouldn't know how much to draw no because no, it's just cause... one to make the portal <sighs> and then you go... oh and then it does additional once something else as goes we, through as yeah. we step through it kind of <laughs> yeah you just get hurt Banford just grabs two bystanders and pulls them through <laughs> This is cool. just, joking. just joking. Just joking. <laughs> just call up a tour group that's walking past. Hey guys, over here. Yeah. You guys doing the brick tour? Come on in. <laughs> um, okay, so Marley pulls out this black dagger, and uh, how do you harm yourself with it? Uh, Oosh triggering. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, she wouldn't want to think too much about it, so she'd probably just kind of I don't know like stab herself in the side of the arm or something like where she thinks it's not going to hurt too much like like an injection point or whatever you know in that case yeah. you want to do your butt yeah, yeah but she wouldn't have thought about that she would have just been like uh there like um, okay we're officially calling this episode you want to do your butt 
<laughs> you want to do your butt, just so you know. You want to yeah. do your butt. Hey, boy, you want to do your butt? Can we not? Can we hey, not? buddy. Want to do your butt? I'm the tiger. I don't know how much, how much meth do you have? <laughs> hey, you straight? You like uh, meth? Then I you hate ain't straight. about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Marley um, uh, pricks this black dagger into her arm and um, roll 1d12 damage for yourself just to you make me damage myself. Oh, yeah. Aha! Sweet! Well, the first one's a one. Okay, I imagine maybe, it's going to get worse from there. But... Maybe, maybe I should roll. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, like you could check me. That is definitely a one. But <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. Chaos, okay, yes. Chaos, okay, yes. oh, no. Um, okay, and this stream of blood shoots out of your arm as if spraying, as you know, a stab wound might. But it's a good thing you didn't do it out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but stress it, is ruined. But it anal bleeding is never a good sign. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't end up fountaining as one would expect. It. <laughs> It forms uh, like a, a, a long red string that then loops around in front of your group and then starts spinning in the air in a, an ever-expanding um, red, like crimson red circle in the in the alley in front of you. And there's like this um, electrified energy and this sudden rushing wind that is howling into this crimson portal. And I just sort of drag everybody through. And I, I coax Hodge through. I'm like, come on, boy. Yeah, he does not want to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm like coaxing him through, trying to be like, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Just come through. It's okay. okay. You know. And for Anarchus, how were you feeling about walking through her blood? Uh, ben for is initially quite trepidatious uh, and then unfortunately trips a bit and just kind of falls through. <laughs> Trepidatious. I imagine Arcus being a demon is sort of familiar with blood magic, so um, I think he just pretty pretty breezily walks on through. Breeze. Breezily. Ha. Huh. <laughs> um, okay, Marley will take 4d12 and necrotic damage. That's two. Seven, so nine. You're doing really well out of this. Nice. Five, so 14. And 12. 26. Cool, plus my one. Yep. So 27 total. total. That's actually really not as bad as it could have been. It's less than half. I was going to go and get an action satchel of drugs and whatnot. Like, go get some potions and go, like, get some stuff so I could, like, roofie people to make them more... Um, you know, like if we're at the pub or whatever, could just roofie everyone, and then that worked when we had the thing. But I forgot to do that. But remind me the next time we're in a town um, to buy, buy uh, drugs. Um, <laughs> absolutely, no one remind him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're... also drugs don't really exist that heavily. Like there's some blood weed. You created some in. Yeah, yeah but you left them there. Um, to the people at the concert. No, you were giving them bath salts. Yeah, which is a drug. Bath yeah, salts. it'll make you go crazy. Bath salts. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's in not, in not. this world, we actually made bath salts be bath oh, salts right, yeah. from memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. 
Um, okay, so the, all of you step into this um, swirling crimson portal in the alleyway, and you are subjected to this strange, uh, really disorienting realm where it's like you're underwater, but everything is red, like you're in the bottom of an ocean of blood, and it's sort of swelling and um, and, and shifting all around you. And for a second, you all feel like, you know, you might drown in this. You feel like you truly are under an ocean of blood. And then it sort of very quickly drains away and you fall onto, um, like, solid ground and in, like, a pool of blood. And you find that you are on lush green grass and there are trees and there are birds singing and you are clearly on the outskirts of a farm. I have a question. No. <laughs> Is the answer? <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, did we just go through blood? Yes. Am I yeah. slightly pink now? You tell me. Yes. <laughs> okay, Arcus is a tampon. Great. <laughs> hey, we've got that absorbability. <laughs> Does she have wings or is she just a standard tongue? <laughs> Tampons don't have wings. That's pads. Tampons have wings. There's the ones that have the little Audi bits. Um, I've seen them advertised on the television. I've got little, little frillos on them. I hope you know that that once they're inserted, they don't really act like wings. That's just all advertising, and they're getting you to try and spend more money on useless shit. They're not trying to get me to do shit, um, but they do exist. They're targeting you specifically, actually. (laughs) Specifically after me. Yeah, because every single female looks at that and goes, fuck off with your stupid shit. Exactly. If I was sent to buy tampons and I saw one with wings or one called sport, I would buy those over the other ones because mm. everything in that I've been advertised is like, it's got wings? That's better. That's 100% better. <laughs> Red Bull gives you That's... wings too. Exactly. And I don't buy that. So, you know, who am I anymore? <laughs> um, yeah, you are now on the ground in a pool of blood on a farm. And Mali is huffing slightly. She's in Nothing a, quite a bit of pain suddenly. Um, has she got um, some sort of uh, post-portal stress disorder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hodge is very disoriented and confused, looking around like yeah. he's, trying to, he's trying to smell where he is and he, he can't figure it out. I sort of like, like sort of shuffle myself up onto Hodge and sort of pat him. And then sort of like, not not like sort of give him a like kick as if to like take off, not to like fly, but like just to trot forward. Because okay, we would have been getting used to that around town anyway. Yep. Roll animal handling then. Normally I would just say, yes, that's fine. You do that. But under the stress. Oh, <laughs> 21. I forgot my animal handling's plus five. That's okay. nice. Yeah, he lets you do that. And you sort of steer and maneuver him around so he can sort of just get his bearings and feel once again that he's yeah. back on solid ground. Yeah. And so I sort of direct him kind of going we're going westward, right? Out of town. You yeah, you you would want to go west. Yeah. I'm like, alright, let's go. And I'm on the back of Hodge and I'm like healing myself up and shit, like, as we go. You guys just travelled the largest distance anyone's ever done in this podcast. <laughs> it would have taken about two weeks um, in-game and about three years for us <laughs> out of game. 
Uh, yeah, oh, honestly, yes. Fuck, I rolled so badly just then. That'll get me. So, I mean, you tell me what you do. You're just on the outskirts of a farm. You're near Marley's family home. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Beanfall's not going to recognize the area. Um, you would recognize the mountains from the twisted memory you saw in the Realm of Lies. All right, okay. saw, like, a vision of her family farm. Hmm. Um, so knowing that it's uh, Marley's place, um, Banfor just sticks close to her um, on the ground, obviously, um, and has his shield sort of acting as a sunshade. Nice, I like that. Arcus goes, "Didn't this place make you cry?" And and Marley sort of looks at Arcus and is like, uh, "It it may still." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm super absorbent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's it's like is the town still active as a town like is is this area then, then got never, people in it again then, yeah there never, or, was a, there never was a town that that's sort of what i mean like has it got people in it again or is it still kind of raised to the ground or it looks like it's abandoned yeah you see no signs of like of animals or like uh farm animals domesticated animals or anything like that yeah um, and she sort of says to Arcus, you know, it didn't always look like this. It was apple trees as far as the eye could see, but... <sighs> and she sighs, and she goes really weirdly silent for Marley, as she just directs Hodge in a westward direction okay. to yeah. keep trucking. Yeah. He lazily trots westward. Cool. That's all she's probably gonna do. It's just like she'll be just really quiet and like processing what it looks like around here and you know, wanting to get out of here as soon as possible, kind of. Yeah. Okay. This is all on you guys. There's there's nothing hmm. for me to give you here. Um, look, as far as I'm aware, we're heading towards our destination. Um Marley knows the area, so is leading. Um and there's an obvious uh, tension in the air because it's uh, Marley's hometown that we all know had a bad time. Um, so yeah, I, I would assume a, a fairly quiet uh, and sombre trudge. Yeah. Mm. It's really so we probably, we probably, yeah, we probably do that for a few hours, I guess. It's really quiet and Arcus is like, can you guys hear me? Are we, am I, what's going? Oh, can you hear me talking? talking? Hello? <laughs> Does my mic cut out? <laughs> um okay yeah cool you guys just walk in a sort of somber quiet for um a fair few hours and then you start to see the ocean in the distance in the you know in the direction you're going so to the west i see the sea oh i haven't seen the sea in in ages it's bigger than i remember about the same as far as I'm aware it's about the same big order yeah it's big well, it? what what time of the day is it like at the moment um so it was the morning when you went to see Queen Shan so I guess it depends on how long it took you guys to get across town see the manticore 
come back, talk uh, and talk to Dreen and all that. So uh, maybe it's probably early a couple after- of hours yeah, at least. I'd say yeah. early afternoon by the time you you landed at the farms. So if you're walking for a few hours, we're starting to look at evening now. All right, I'd assume it's about five-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean's, so, the ocean's so Mali, still a long way yeah. away, but you can see it in the distance. Yeah, so Mali would sort of say, do we want to walk a few more, try and look for a good place to settle up for the night? And there's just, there's not much around here in terms of cover, but... Yeah, I mean, I can put my boots up. I mean, we haven't technically had a long rest since. No, we haven't. No, that's why Molly held herself just in case. (laughs) Yeah, so Banff will have a bit of a limp um, and be pretty keen to pitch up. Um, Yeah, I think probably make for the bushes and wait for the tree, for a stand of trees. Usually makes a better camping scenario than the wide open open. Yeah, park up somewhere in there. Marley pitches her little tent in there and starts a fire and stuff. Cause she like, yeah, yeah, just all of that kind of bullshit. <laughs> all of that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I? Uh, I'm pretty pretty good. Just like floating anywhere. Could could I use my survival to try and um, fashion together a, a hammock? Okay. Yeah, I like I like that. Skills challenge. <laughs> oh, can you make it out of cobwebs? Oh my gosh, that's cute. Can I? Yeah. So Surely I'm. It depends how you roll. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that you just monster. <laughs> I love how depressed you sounded just then. You were like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, leave it to the chance gods. All right, all right. Praise be to Freyland. 16 plus 5, so that is. Um, I can do math. 21. Okay, yeah. You find in a thicket of trees a surprisingly decent quantity of, like, thick webbing. Like T-H-I-C-C. T-H-I-C-C, <laughs> a thick with two Cs, spider webbing mm. um, between uh, a, a series of trees. Would we describe it as dummy thick? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what you would do is describe it as roll initiative. For <laughs> <laughs> ah. real, though? Yeah. Because as you disturb these webs, thick webs, oh, thick, damn it. thick with two C's webs, to, <laughs> to make your hammock with two C's, um, a very large spider, about the size of a tiger, sort of makes, spider. It, makes, it, it makes itself known. And you realise this was its web. Uh, is the spider also dummy thick? Does its ass cheeks clap? Does it have like a big abdomen? Y'all are yeah. thirsty. <laughs> Bruh, it has three been three whole weeks. It has been one week since I've been me... into this. It's been a year and three months. Get over it, Jesus. Look, it is easier to be hungry when you've recently eaten. You know what it tastes like. Hey, uh, right. I have no idea what it tastes like. So that's all I'm asking. Does Arcus? Does Arcus want to roll initiative against this Uh, large spider? uh, I did. Therefore, Uh, joins the fray with a seventeen. Okay, I've Uh, definitely not done well with a five. Do you remember earlier when I said that I had my shield out? (laughs) Yes, Panfor. Yes. Just so you know, it's Oliver. You know who I am. Just so you know that um, this is just regular old wildlife. 
This is not like a boss. <laughs> this okay. is because you disturbed a spider web. Um, yeah, okay. Molly's Molly's like making a fire and putting the pot over it and trying to get some rations ready. Cool. Like uh, she's Ma Molly roll survival for that. Sure. <laughs> Combat and a fire. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. Uh, 12 and a 3. Okay. Um, yeah, you put together a, a, a pretty decent camp. It's nothing special. Um, it's not cool. comf It's not comfortable, but it serves. Sweet. Um, she's pretty happy with that. She's settling back. That's all she's doing. Yeah, the spider is going to lunge forward and try to bite with its big fangs. Um, Arcus, the cloud demon that disturbed its home. Great. That is a dirty 20. Uh, yeah, that hits. Which is a hit. And yeah. For four piercing damage. And make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, Hold on, I just dropped my... Dropped my dice. Fifteen. Okay, that is a pass. You take three poison damage. Okay. Cool, and now it's banned for. Oh wait, 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 wait! I have um, I have thing against being poisoned. You have thing? What thing? Resistance. I have thing. I don't know. Resistance. I have uh um uh wait, your thing's in the way. Oh. I have I have a saving throw modifier against being pro poisoned. Oh, you, but you saved against being poisoned. You You've just oh, taken yeah. poison damage. Ah, oh yeah. But I am. I have resistance to cold fire and poison damage. Okay, so instead of three, you take one poison damage. Sweet. Um, and Banful. <clears throat> three attacks, standard. Coming in hot and heavy. I think I burned all my luck, so I've got a 25 to hit and 11 to hit. No, hold on. 12, 13 to hit. That's a hit. Cool, and the other one's a eight. That's not a hit. So you get okay, cool. hit. Two, two hits. 2d12 and not ranging. Alright, yeah, here we go. So that is four and one, so that's five total damage. <laughs> You're joking. I'm not joking. Um, so you also get your strength mod. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so plus six. So, 11 total damage, thank you. You will not believe this, that's um, exactly enough to kill the spider. <laughs> thank god. <laughs> Amazing. as much, that's why Marley was like, eh, you got it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so Ben 4, um, you know, begins the not uninteresting task of um, pairing up the edible bits of a giant spider um, and sort of setting those across Marley's fire. Like crab legs. Okay. I'm, the spiders oh. have meat on them. Uh, oh yeah. Meat Great thing. source of protein. This, mm -hmm. this one's dummy thick. It's got. Yeah. It's got. <laughs> it's got eight drumsticks. You know Harry Potter. Yeah. Have you seen Shelob from the back? My God. <laughs> Give me that. Wouldn't mm. mind being a little Frodo, you know, wrapped um, on up. So this is all going to just be role play for you guys until you decide to start the next day. Marley, what are your thoughts on Banfor throwing spider parts on your camp? Fire. He can put he can put he can put spider parts on like because I've set up like a rigging 
like over the fire so I can put my little pot over the fire, but he can totally put his little spider bits hanging off the rigging, you know? I just don't want them in my little pot. Well, it might or be a couple of, you know, hairs here and there, but, you know. Yeah. Do my best but, to scold those off, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. You know, why wouldn't you hang your kills from the little rigging? Yeah. Look at that. Um, get a couple of mugs out, squirt a bit of the old venom into them, mix it out with a little bit of wine, pass it round. Um, Good time. Yeah, I'm not drinking anyone, the venom. Anyone who does drink that, roll a con save. <laughs> roll a con save. Oh, that is cocked. So we don't roll on a flat surface. Um, that is a seven. Okay, that's a fail. You take eight poison damage. Cool. <laughs> but you get but you get wasted on your concoction. Fantastic. Banfor passes out. <laughs> um, Hodge licks Banfor as soon as he's out to sort of check if he's out. Just gives him a bit. Yeah, of Marley thinks about Marley thinks about sending over like a level one cure wounds just to fix that, and she goes, "Nah, fuck it, let him suffer. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's a big boy." He's eating worse. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I want to make my hammock now that the spider's dead. And then there's a swarm of spiders. No, okay. <laughs> it's the beetles again. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'll just say you, you managed to just uh, move the webbing around and, and sort of condense different parts into a sort of solid structure that can support your lighter than air weight um actually roll a religion check arcus just just to check how lighter than air you can make yourself um okay uh i, I think we did do before i was like floating over people yeah that was um, at, like at will you were able to do that because uh, of the roll. okay um do 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 religion was it yep 10 okay yeah, you make you can't make yourself as oh, light, as light as sorry when, eleven. Oh yeah, as when you like flew over people, um, mm. but you make yourself just light enough that you can lie on these spider webs and they like they bend a little bit, but you don't break them. Nice, that sweet spot. And, and spider silk out. is so soft. Yeah, you get the best sleep of your life. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> sleeping on a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Banfor's passed out, Hodge is licking Banfor and then sidles up to him to, and Marley how do you end your evening? Marley sort of ends her evening sort of staring up at the sky and looking at the stars and sort of feeling nostalgic about when she was a kid and doing that back here and things were all very simple a long time ago um, and sort of thinks a bit about what like what she's sort of been through since then and wonders again for the millionth time where her family is and if they're safe and then sort of tucks herself in, calls Hodge over for warmth and goes to sleep. Okay, cool. Uh, and that's a good point to end an episode, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the episode. Don't. We stopped doing that for a while and I miss it. I want JD to do it as hammy as possible. <laughs> as an initiation. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> you dork. <laughs> They finally left the city. Goodbye, Stonemore. Hello, rest of the world. Although not before squeezing in a few more attempted shenanigans at the last minute. I mean, come on, Banfor. Stealing a polite elderly manticore? Dude, you're better than that. Well, come to think of it, no you're not. So now they're in the freelands to the west where Marley grew up and heading further westward toward the wild. What will they find now that they've left the settled lands behind them? Hey, what up? Big thank yous to our awesome Patreon supporters. Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blister, Sarge Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydra Faust, Lauren Flake, Kydia, Lavriana Kvalsic, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, Victorian Kevin Porter, Daniel Nichols from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, and our brand newest patron, KP. Huh. Still got it, Brad. Still got it. We couldn't make this show without the love and support from our patrons and all of our listeners, so we appreciate it a lot more than you realise. And as always, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitch. Those are all at Fate of Ison, or email fateofison at gmail.com. Or head on over to the Necropoticon Network Discord server to chat with us in real time. There's a link to that on our website, fateofison.com. Alrighty, smell you later, Fader Gator. Have I said that one before? I feel like I've said that one before. Bye! Are you a filmmaker or someone who enjoys independent film? Then check out the Indie Film Review for an in-depth look at all the latest indie films you probably never heard of. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll have a real good time. Eh? Get it, Dan? Real good time? Jared, I'm quitting the podcast. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.